Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut in the United States. And in February 2016, I put myself on a ketogenic diet to take control of my metabolism. In just two and a half months, I managed to reverse all my markers of type 2 diabetes with diet alone. As of now, I'm 80 pounds lighter with no signs of diabetes or heart disease. Hi, I'm Richard Morris in Canberra, Australia. I've been on a ketogenic diet since April 2014. When I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. Within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. I lost about 100 pounds and completely turned my health around. And this shows a document of our experiences thriving for years in nutritional ketosis. Yeah, and reversing diabetes. Right, and hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking. Yeah, we're not doctors, we don't want to give any medical advice, but we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we're not afraid of a little technical detail, are we, Carl? No well. No well. See what I did <laughs> no there? Well. Yeah, I did the see Christmas what you did there. No well. <laughs> we have done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind them, uh, and we share studies that we found in the show notes. And you'll probably work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. We love oh, yeah. to cook and we love to eat. Mm. In every episode, we both share a keto recipe that's um, not bad. Get past my <laughs> So let's start podcast number 148, The Holiday Hangout. Yeah, with lots of guests. Lots of guests. But real quick, Richard, do we have any apologies or corrections from last week's show? Uh, let's see. Last week was 147. That was Sam Feltham, the man who ate 6,000 calories a day uh, for a month and lost weight. How did he uh, do that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, so one of, the, one of the things I mentioned in the interview, but probably won't be obvious, is that what happened to Sam is unique to his metabolism. Yeah. If your insulin drops enough when you eat a high-fat diet, you turn more excess fuel into energy. Uh, and what that really shows is that counting the calories that you eat and then subtracting the calories that you appear to consume and then assuming that you can draw a straight line from there to weight gain or loss is not supported by the evidence. That's right. So let's revisit what a ketogenic diet is, Richard. Sure. It's one that puts you into a state of ketosis where you burn fat for energy rather than glucose. And the easiest way to do that is just don't eat sugar or starch. 20 right. grams of carbohydrates or less every day. It's not a lot. It's basically uh, an egg has got one gram of carbohydrate, for example. Um, leafy greens have got a, you know, uh, a couple of grams of carbohydrates. And you very quickly, uh, just not eating sugar or starch, you'll get up to uh, 20 grams of carbs a day or less. Really moderate protein. We use mm -hmm. between one and one and a half grams per kilogram of lean body mass. Yep. Where do we get our energy from, Carl? We get it from... Fat. Fat. <laughs> and that was a chorus of jets. people joining us on our holiday hangout and we're going to introduce them now because this is a very unique show we're not going to do all the other bits we just nah. want to talk to our friends because it's our holiday party uh let's start at the top of my screen with miss carrie brown hi carrie mm. hi carrie hello and brenda zorn hi hi happy holidays everybody Happy holidays, don't you know? Don't and you know? Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon Wen, our audio editor, general wizard, is here in his Santa hat. Hi, Brandon. Hey, all. Daisy Brackenhall is here, the keto woman herself from France. How are you? Hello, keto lovelies. Bonjour. Bonjour, Daisy. <laughs> Bonjour, Mr. Mark Miller. Hey, Carl Franklin, I got an idea. I think we should call it Three Keto Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we have more than three here. <laughs> we should expand. Yeah, we should. <laughs> and then, of course, Karen Mangiacotti. Hi, Carl Franklin. It's Karen Mangiacotti. How are you doing? You're still in Costa Rica? I'm in Costa Rica, but I'm far from Mark Miller. Okay. That sucks. <laughs> That's right. Miss Louise Reynolds is here. Hey, Carl. Hey, Richard. How you doing? Just great. And none other than Megan Ramos from IDM is here. Hi, Megan. Hi, Carl. Hey, dudes. Hey, everybody on the call. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you all. Jeez, this is going to be hard to, to, to let everybody talk all at once and make it sound good but you know we're just having a party so let's just chit chat <laughs> that's Brandon's problem anyway <laughs> oh Brandon <laughs> lucky he's a wizard first of all Megan I want to hear about your move you're like moving into a new house or something we're stupid like that's the <laughs> that's the bottom line um, idea we're, we're growing as a business so we're cutting back on costs and we were running it from my kitchen table in my thousand square foot condo with my six foot five husband and two giant greyhounds and in October I lost my shit. like I was like I can't live here anymore um, and then we bought a house like two days later and then it was a freaking disaster because we bought it from uh, a man he uh, it sounds like a very nice man who passed away but there are some issues with the will. So we don't actually own the house, but they let us move into it. So we will hopefully own the house in February. What I don't could go know wrong? Right. Um, <laughs> but we're in here. I'm so glad that this got pushed to Sunday because there was like some sort of internet catastrophe and no electricity here yesterday morning. Um, but today, so far, it's 9 a.m. and things have gone smoothly. Nothing's broken. Um, no dogs have peed inside. That's been fun. Uh, <laughs> they need to christen the house, you know. Yeah. They're going to wait till it's your house, right? <laughs> as soon as yeah. it's your house, I'll go pee on the carpet. I'm going to have everyone come here and knock down walls when we finally own this place. Um, our stove's from 1962. Whoa. So thank God to know a thing about fasting. Because um, <laughs> Before I had the studio, I was a software development trainer and I made a training room and did my own hands-on classes in there. I know, big shocker. So I, I had put some money into this room and I had laid down this carpet and it was the very next day and some friends of mine came over and I didn't know one of them brought a dog. And I'm like, hey, the dog's not going to like mess up this carpet, is he? No, no, no problem. He's a good dog. No sooner had he said that when right on the carpet, big stain, and I could not get it out and it stayed there forever. Oh, no. Nah. You had to get rid of the carpet. Carl, you could do professional sound effects, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally knew what was happening when I heard that. I was like, I know what he's doing. I'm there in the moment. <laughs> Usually I go... <laughs> Mark Miller did the same thing on the carpet in our house, and I can't get it out. Well, I made that sound. <laughs> Daisy, what's new with you? What's new with me? Well, talking about dogs, new dog. Yay! <laughs> oh, Yay. Yeah, I think I think last year I was I was I was a bit down because I lost two of my lurchers mm. last year. But so this year, this year was the the year to get a new one. <laughs> oh. She's a youngster. She's beautiful. She has a sweet face, Daisy. She's a beautiful dog. She's gorgeous, and you know. You know that old adage people talk about with uh, you bring a young dog in and it gives a new lease of life to the old dog in the house. Mm, well, yeah. Daisy, my namesake, my old deer hound, who is ancient and very creaky, 
Well, she definitely has brought a new lease of life to her and she's bouncing around again. So that's a real, a real joy. Nice. But uh, yeah, other than that, the, the podcast, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's just keeping going, strength to strength. A mm-hmm. few, few things changing up this month. It's a very, very busy month. Yeah, we'll talk and about new that. Things, new things coming <laughs> in the new year. So yeah. watch this space. I got to and meet Daisy. of course, Daisy's I had, yes, I was, go- I was just going to yeah. say that. I had a surprise visit from the one and only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Louise and I set this up, didn't we, Louise? We certainly did. We um, were playing a bit of a trick on, on Daisy and um, Daisy thought that I was just going to pop across the channel and um, pop in for a weekend. But, um, yeah, little did she know that, um, yes, um, my my doppelganger, um, <laughs> you know, Richard was going to end up on her doorstep instead. So we kept the kept the roost going for a couple of hours. We did. Yeah, I totally missed a flight in Amsterdam and, and Louise had to pretend to Daisy, oh, I've missed my connection in Amsterdam. And Daisy's like, why is she going through Amsterdam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she had great excuses for all of it. It was all to do with Black Friday um, sales. <laughs> and She had an excuse for everything. I'm just thankful that it wasn't a complete surprise. My sister said to me, my sister says she hates surprises. She said, I don't actually hate surprises. I hate not being prepared for surprises <laughs> and I know what she means because my house was a mess so yeah. wow. <laughs> Louise care. Louise did it perfectly she prepared me for it but it was a surprise when I peered out into the darkness because my outside light is broken that's so cool and this voice comes back at me hmm, no that's not Louise yeah <laughs> awesome Brenda I heard you had a good year at IDM Oh my gosh, yeah, I've been so busy with IDM. First they had me managing their group fast on their website, and then uh, educated me to work with clients, so I've been really busy with that. And, uh, oh, Richard set up a website for me, so I'm going to start blogging on that, zornfast.com. So I'm excited to get that going. I need somewhere to talk. You know me, I'll just talk forever. (laughs) I need somewhere to just write that stuff down, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been real busy with some stuff. And next year, next year, uh, my goal is 900 on the leg press. If my knees ever tell me they're done, I'll stop. But that's my goal next year. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And I got a passport. That's my other thing that I did. Oh, cool. You can come to Costa Rica now. Oh, absolutely, Karen. My goodness, yes. I'll do it. (laughs) It, uh, Not on your motorcycle, though. It's incredibly dangerous to drive in Costa Rica. Is it? Okay. Mm. Yeah, but oh, but people take their motorcycles down to South America and I, I hear about the most wonderful trips down there. So, but maybe maybe not the first time I go down. Brandon's going to help me get some airfare. Karen, you've been to Boston, right? Uh, I was born in Boston, baby. Yeah, so I'm they, Bostonian. They drive even crazier in Costa Rica than they do in Boston? Yeah. Well, here's the difference <laughs> no. between Boston and Costa Rica. Like, Boston, you know what you're getting into. It's aggressive. It's a game. Like, you just stare people down. You flip them off. You do you whatever. Like, you know, I know how to play that game. Like you packed I, a lo- rocket launcher in the glove box. I have I have words about their mother. I can do this, right? <laughs> it's like you're navigating tourists and 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 locals, and the locals are driving with like a truck with a hundred to two hundred people on the back of it. You've got you've got like motorcycles with children without helmets and so you're already like wow and then cows and other wildlife wildlife on the road yeah why lots of giant trucks coming around the corner in your lane right i've heard mark's mark talked about that yesterday yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. But, oh, bit. is that why? Because he's, yeah, I, I talk about that with some frequency. It scares the f*** 
Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's just another bleep for Brandon. Bleep. <laughs> it scares me all the time. I'm in constant fear for my life because the, the vent is because of where we live and there's rainy season and there's dry season. Rainy season is insane and you have to provide ways for the water to get away from the road. So the road, if you misjudge it just a little bit, you just hook your wheels on it. You could be plummeting in a ditch to your death with with great Wait a minute, Karen! Didn't your car go into a ditch or something? Not that long. Oh, yeah, multiple all the time. times. <laughs> I read about that. This is from experience. I drive into ditches all the time. I used to actually call Mark Miller when I was in a ditch, and he would run from our house to wherever we were. We were, but now I don't even call him. I just, I'm like, it's too embarrassing to even tell anybody. So I just kind of wait for people to help me out of the ditch, uh, and then I get out of the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so I don't know. There's this. I have a driving tip for Karen. I don't know if this is okay to have marital advice on the show, but my <laughs> advice would be stay on the road. Speaking <laughs> of marital advice, you know what Daisy said about the dogs? If you bring a new one in, what if we got like a new young guy in our relationship? I think it could really. Actually, I'm totally. Totally okay with that as long as she's totally hot. I'm fine with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Brandon, I want you to. Uh, uh, I want to check in with you because last we knew you were actually eating stuff you've never eaten before in your life. What? Yeah, I, uh, I spent I spent two decades not being able to eat any kind of preserved or processed meats, which meant that bacon was out. I spent <gasps> no. what? I, no. I, I spent that same period of time incapable of digesting eggs, even if you had made a loaf of bread or a batch of cookies and given me a twelfth of an egg baked into something. It was a digestive nightmare for my system. And after about three or four months fully keto, mostly carnivore, uh, I've actually spent the last month every day, and I mean this without fail, every breakfast has been bacon and eggs. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like one of those movies where you think it's going to end badly, but it doesn't. <laughs> I'm so happy. That's great. Brandon, can you eat garlic yet? Uh, you know what? There are a couple of foods that had severe enough reactions that I haven't yet jumped in and tested them because if I'm I'm wrong and if I'm, my body's not ready yet, the the downfall is, is pretty severe. So I've not yet tested yeah. garlic. I will test garlic before I come visit you, I promise. Yeah, you need to. Um, You told me once that you couldn't even be in the kitchen if somebody was cooking with garlic. Is that still true, you think? Uh, would that be a good test? That would that would be a pr preliminary test for sure. I have noticed, so I used to also have severe sensitivities to fragrances, colognes, perfumes, evaporative alcohols. And I've been able to, like when I go through airports now, I can actually walk through the duty-free section without a, you know, HEPA filter mask. So, Brandon, this has only been four months, four months on keto, and this is healed for you. Uh, yeah. Pretty well, much. It that's was, that's I, great. So, I, so I was, I was pseudo-keto for on and off about a year, but I was not. Keto-ish. Keto-ish, yeah. 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 But I, I was still eating, like, you know, low glycemic bread, and I was drinking a lot of milk and... So I wasn't really strict to it. And then just before this last year's Keto Fest, uh, I went keto full on. And then from Keto Fest forward, I actually did about six weeks of strict carnivore. Um, and, you know, zero, zero carb. And yeah, after about two or three months of, of the really, truly being strict to keto, 
um, everything changed. My mood changed. My anxiety disappeared. Wow. That's got to have everything to do with the gut biome. I mean, yep. and there's so much new research out about that right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yet there's so much we don't know. Yeah, and I've, I've, started, uh, I've started converting others, not through zealotry, but just through setting an example. Actually, Carl has a house guest that I introduced to him right now who's a, a good yeah. friend of mine who's a financial advisor, and he and I used to, to just hang out, and he saw how I was eating, and he saw the changes in, you know, we were actually, at the time, we were roommates, and he saw the changes in my attitude and in wow. just the way that my life was progressing and the energy that I had, and, and he, you know, came to me, and he was like, you know, what, what's the secret? What are, what are you doing? How, why am I doing this wrong? I think I'm doing a diet that makes sense, and his biggest issue is he was doing way too much protein, and he was mm. he, like most, like many people, he was afraid of fat, and so right. I, I got him to turn that mentality around because he saw that you know I'm I'm as skinny as anyone you're going to meet, and I eat more fat than anyone I know. Yeah, yeah, isn't that how a lot of people end up starting to do this? Is that they'll just watch us and what happens with our health, and then next thing you know, they're going to try it too. That's the way we get to a lot of people. Yes, mm. that's what happened with you and Kevin, right? Oh yeah, yep. I met him and had no idea he was type two, let alone on dialysis. And he just started following what I was doing. He did all the work. I just gave him the resources, and the dudes gave him IDM. They're like, "Hey, yeah. we really want to hook him up, get, being educated at IDM." And they got a hold of Megan and Jason, and Megan and Jason said, "Oh no, we'll just do it," you know. And so Megan met with him every week for about six months, and he learned how to fast. He can fast for three days on dialysis. It's pretty amazing. But Kevin did all the work. He, you know, he had to want to go keto. He had to want to be brave enough to fast, which is very difficult when you're on dialysis. Talk about managing electrolytes. But yeah, he lost 67 pounds, reversed his diabetes, got off all his meds, got off his insulin within like three weeks. And he had been sick with type 2 for 27 years. So yeah, he just was watching what I was doing. We just were hanging out, having coffee, having lunch every now and then. And he decided to, you know, he found out I used to be type 2 and started to uh, check it out. He was ready. You know, you have to be ready. Definitely. Thank you, Megan. Yes, oh, Megan. No thank you. Kevin's awesome. Uh, well, I didn't really do a whole lot. He was a really determined guy. He's, and he kept things simple. He's like, okay, if this is what I have to do, then I'm going to do it. Like there wasn't um, a lot of fluff. There wasn't, you know, can I eat olives during my fast? Can I eat, you know, this during my fast? Can I have green juices? He's like, no, you tell me to just drink water, I'll drink water. And, you know, Brenda, uh, you know, she's the one that uh, I think gets most of the credit next to Kevin for actually doing it. She took such great care of him throughout the whole process. And now he looks amazing. His blood tests are amazing. Uh, So I I think he's going to have a really awesome future. I'm super jealous. I've never (laughs) actually successfully fasted. I, wow. I know, I know. I just, I, I just haven't been able to do it, and I You're think Italian. I keep one. I know, maybe that's <laughs> so's Megan. Maybe that's so's Megan. That's true. I'm sorry. You I know, know, I, I think the biggest thing that that changes your ability to fast is the why you are fasting has to be a strong enough why for for someone like Kevin who's trying to get his body healthy enough for a kidney transplant. Like that's a good why that in those moments where your body says, "I'm really, really hungry." you can shut that part of your body up by saying, no, I really need a kidney. And it has to do with trust, too. I mean, Kevin was very educated, and Megan knew more about dialysis patients, of course, if you know about Megan's history. And so I had to trust Megan. I was scared at first. But, you know, as long as he had that education and he, you know, he trusted, then he was able to do it. And some people do have more trouble fasting. I found with working with all these clients that the biggest thing that uh, gets in the way of people being able to fast, besides not having enough body fat, that's difficult, um, is stress. 
uh, stress is a real problem. Yeah, with trying to fast. Well, and I prepare food for other people too. But I'm getting I'm getting to the point where like, um, so I have arthritis in both of my hips. Like, it's super painful. Oh yeah, there's stress right there. Yeah, I know, I know, and I. But I'm I'm like, yeah. But what does fasting have to do with that? <laughs> what does fasting what does have to do with stress? I can yeah. I can explain it unless Megan wants to. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. All right. Stress raises cortisol. Cortisol is a hormone. And when cortisol uh, is raised in the body, then it blocks a function of insulin. Now we all have insulin. We need the insulin to shuttle the energy into our cells. So if the, if the insulin uh, gets really high, then we're, we're not able to get the energy we need. We start to get fatigued. We start to um, have trouble, uh, you know, with our energy needs. Then the insulin gets even higher. And then uh, ghrelin, the uh, hunger hormone or appetite hormone is released. And then we become hungry. And it's just like a domino effect uh, that happens under stress. So managing stress for a lot of people is a big thing for for uh, wanting to learn how to fast. Right, Megan? Right, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was actually... <laughs> Megan, what like, do you think that the effect yeah. would be on arthritis? Like, would fasting be able to, like, curb that pain a little bit? Yeah, well, fasting really is very effective at reducing inflammation because it really drives down the insulin levels. Like, super, it suffocates them. It pushes them down throughout the day, and it says, I know you want to go back up because you have insulin resistance, but you can't. I'm going to hold them down, I'm going to press them down, and I'm going to break the cycle of insulin resistance. And that really helps reduce inflammation across the body. So we see a lot of people, you know, of course, weight loss helps improve the symptoms of arthritis too but actually you know really suffocating the insulin to the point where you break the cycle of insulin resistance that really has a huge impact on reducing inflammation throughout the body if you have insulin resistance it doesn't really matter how keto you eat or how carnivore you eat or how low your protein is the insulin resistance is always going to chronically drive the insulin levels back up the only way to really sort of break that cycle where the insulin resistance doesn't drive the insulin levels back up over time is by fasting and really forcing it down. And the first few times everybody fasts, you want to eat like cardboard looked appealing to me on like my <laughs> first fast. Uh. But, but you're going to be hungry. And, you know, I said, okay, I'm hungry because my insulin levels are high. And even eating low carb, I'm hungry because my insulin levels are going back up because my insulin resistance. So I've got to suck it up. I've got to fast because, you know, just doing keto or low carb, not a, not enough. But once, once you do, once you start to break that cycle of insulin resistance, you should feel a lot better. And fasting's a skill. You build on it. You get better at it. I actually thought that um, there was the levels of... Um, the beta-hydroxybutyrate actually helps to mediate um, the inflammasones. This was something that we actually heard from the two Canadian GPs at the Low Carb Denver conference, where they were actually saying that a lot of their patients who had chronic pain issues, and um, yeah. the two um, the two ladies uh, from Quebec um, were actually sort of saying that um, the pain-mediated pathways is where the actually being in ketosis and obviously. Um, you know, having the um, ketones on board actually has pathways relationships to the um, these pain-producing um, chemicals called inflammasones, which help to reduce the inflammation. So for me, that's why um, obviously staying in ketosis and eating a, um, a keto diet after having 
um, you know, the injuries related to my motorcycle accident is obviously, you know, of primary importance to me. Um, and certainly, yes, you're right about, um, you know, keeping the weight off, um, obviously having lost 130 pounds, um, yeah. you know, weight off my joints um, as well. But it's obviously the injuries related to my motorcycle accident and really keeping um, a good um, good levels of ketones on board mm. helps to um, helps to moderate that. The inflammasones is, is yeah, the key thing. Yeah, is that thing. that same effect, um, the DOMS effect, where I don't get that pain after lifting, Richard, because I have the I'm ketogenic and ha- it's, is this a different thing altogether? Yeah, that's a different thing. Okay. What happens is when we become fat adapted, um, we we be- become really good at moving ketones into our cells. And the, the transport that moves ketones into our cells moves lactate out of our cells. And so when somebody is a glucose burner, they don't have a lot of these transports. And so they have a lot of trouble getting lactate out of muscle cells. And so they, they get uh, lactic acid buildup. And so one of the advantages of being fat adapted is we become really good at shuttling lactate out of our cells into our blood uh, to go back to our liver to be converted back into glucose. Um, to, you know, to feed our brains. You know, and so, lactic uh, acid is what what causes pain and cramps. Delayed when you're onset muscle. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's yeah. a totally different thing from what Louise is talking about. Sim- yeah. Similar, but, though. I mean, okay. The two things work together. I mean, certainly, reducing inflammation is going to be great yeah. if you've if you've you're breaking down muscle fibers and building them up again. Uh, by doing lots of weight-bearing exercise, uh, it's going to help with uh, with with uh, getting lactate out of the cells, but also um, high beta-hydroxybutyrate is going to help with uh, reducing inflammation. So yeah, right. it's all good. Just all well, good. It's I, all I, good. I, I want to call on Carrie and and had talk to Richard because we have some major changes to announce. But before I do that, I just got to relate a story uh, that I think is really important. So I was at Low Carb Houston and. The company Sola was there, S-O-L-A. You can't miss their products. They're all red. Like, <laughs> right? And so they were giving away some bars and stuff, and, and I had one, and I noticed my blood sugar went up, and then I looked at the ingredients, and I guess Maltitol was in there. And, of course, I also spent the next two hours in the bathroom, so oh. that's a different story. So <laughs> somebody told me that Sola bread, because they have a low-carb bread, was really good. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. Maybe it was you that told me. First time I had toast in five years, Carl. I'm telling you, I like the well, taste. But, so okay, I did go an ahead. experiment. Uh, there are three net carbs each. I did an experiment. I had a sandwich on just, I didn't toast it or anything. I just put some mayo and mustard on it. And I put some cold cuts and cheese. And I had a sandwich. And an hour later, my blood sugar was up 23 points. Okay. Wow. Then the next day, I did the exact same thing, except I used Fox Hill Kitchen's buns. And I grilled it with butter and all that and everything was good actually my blood sugar went down wow with the same exact ingredients inside so i know it wasn't the cold cuts or the cheese so i i I know and i'm not saying you know if you're eating sola bread and it works for you that's great i'm just telling you this was my experience so it just goes to show you that you have to test every new food that you bring into your into your life yeah so obviously that doesn't happen to you brenda no, I didn't have a, a bad experience with it. But then again, you know, I mean, I'm not going to eat it every day. I mean, I heard yeah. about it. I went and I found a store nearby that had it, and I tried it out. And 
Uh, the toast was really yummy because I hadn't mm. had toast for five years. It used to be one of my favorite things, you know, with a lot of butter. And no, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't. Uh, it didn't raise my my blood sugar, but you know, it, it certainly could have raised my insulin. I can't wait till we can get an insulin meter, right, Megan? So we can check our insulin levels at home, right? That'd be so great. I think people are working on it, but mm-hmm. oh yeah, um, there's one of my patients brought one in. He was traveling somewhere in New Zealand, um, so we we tested it right at the same time we did it in the lab and it was like totally off um that we use picomoles per liter in canada and it was off by about like 30 points mm. um wow. but these people people are trying it can only get better right right yeah well richard what do you think should we spring it on him da, da, da. three keto no. dudes three keto dudes no 10 keto dudes there were 10 keto dudes sitting on yeah, there's a third one already. Don't forget. I should mention, yeah, Louise is the third keto dude because third without dude, her, Keto so Fest wouldn't have happened this year. That's right, yeah. That's right. But anyway. But we love you but all. But that's besides the point, Mark Mailer. We do. So, all right, Richard. <laughs> I, I would accept three and a half keto dudes. Well, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I realize this well, is excruciating for our listeners, right? <laughs> so Sorry. Uh, so, as you know, I went back to school this year. And I did four subjects, and I did okay. actually no, I did five subjects, and I did pretty well on them. But next year I'm going to do six subjects, and uh, and all of my subjects are going to be twice as hard because they're all second and third year subjects, and uh, I'm going to have to step away from the microphone uh, some this year because I need to concentrate on school. Because uh, really, my goal is to tr- if I can get high distinctions for everything I do this year then I can get expedited access into the PhD program at Australian National University. So, mm. uh, so I've decided to uh, 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 spe- really lean into school this year uh, in 2019, and that means I have to reduce the amount of time that I spend doing podcasts and Facebook and conferences and all these things. And so I've made a, a decision in 2019 to step away from the microphone. Well, you said you'd be back like once a month or something, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm not going to leave anyone in the lurch. I'm not going to leave Carl or our listeners in the lurch. So, you know, I'll come back regularly to do a sciencey bit as often as I'm invited. Mm. But when I started this whole thing, I promised Carl that I'd do half a dozen shows. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what what are we now? We've done 148 shows together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I I, I did this as a commitment device to stick Carl to the ketogenic diet to make sure he did it. That's right. I think he's got this. I think he's got it. You know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so um, so uh, I suggested that he uh, start looking for a new dude, and and even that uh, that new dude could be a dudette. <gasps> oh, here we yeah. go. Yeah. Here we go. There's only one person who really hasn't spoken today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mark Miller. <laughs> <laughs> now, never the case. Mark Mark Miller in a tutu. <laughs> I could do that. Are you Carrie? Saturday night at my place, Richard. <laughs> All right, Carrie. Welcome, uh, welcome to the family. Thanks. Hi. I a missed bit. it again. I'm, I'm a. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know me, which is most of you, um, I'm a, I'm an introvert, and so this is a bit. I'm a bit overwhelmed right now, but um, I'm very excited. Underneath the overwhelm, very excited. Um, I, when when I got a, a message from Carl last weekend i literally nearly fell off the couch when um he 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 invited me to be the keto dudette and um and so yeah i'm I'm very very excited and i'm very honored and i'm still a bit flawed and i'm still waking up every day and pinching myself and um yeah yeah 
happy, happy and honored and all, all of those things. It's going to be great. So uh, just to let everybody know, we are going to change the format up a little bit. And uh, we want your help in that because, uh-huh. you know, Richard and I mm-hmm. sort of modeled the show around our personalities and our situations and all that. But Carrie comes at keto from a totally different place than Richard and I do, um, which is great. And I think it means a, a broader appeal. Um, Carrie, you, you didn't get into keto for weight loss or diabetes. I did not. I, uh, I used to have a very broken brain. I used to have a bipolar 2 disorder. And so it was that that, that brought me to keto via uh, the, the infamous Dr. Ted Naiman. He mm-hmm. put me on a ketogenic diet um, because he, uh, at the time I met him, the bipolar medication I was taking called Lamotrigine is actually an anti-seizure medication. And because the ketogenic diet was originally, uh, when they first started using it, it was to help children with seizures and it did that very, very well. He theorized that because I was on an anti-seizure medication, that the ketogenic diet may also help me. And um, there's a lot more to that story, but but the the, the punchline is I have been off of my lamotrigine and all pharmaceutical medications for a little over three years. Wow. And mm. I have also been completely symptom-free of, of symptoms of bipolar 2 disorder for that same time. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there was there, there's more that goes in the middle, but that's not for this show. Well, we did a show <laughs> with you um, last year and or, or this this past year, so go back and listen to that show and you'll get her story. So we, uh, we're putting up a form, a Google form, uh, called uh, suggest.2keto.com. So if you go to suggest keto.com we have some questions to ask you about what you would like in the new show with me and Carrie and as Richard said he's going to be back once a month or so to uh, tell us everything he's learned in biochem class which I yeah. uh, can't wait for that so I have a question for Richard mm, sure sure so you're either mailing me the hat or you're in the process of getting <laughs> another one made <laughs> Somebody's got to wear the hat. I'm sorry. Somebody's got to wear the hat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the hat. Uh, You guys are so much fun. I, uh, uh, yeah, uh, of course, Mark and Karen and I have a a history of doing podcasts of another type completely Mm. all together. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) We never say the word out loud, though. No, we never. The podcast which shall never be named. So, Carl, no, Carl, what did you learn was, this week? Carl, I was thinking, I, I was thinking it might be a really, really good idea to not do so many projects that we can't actually talk about. Yeah, that's you know? true. I just realized I've got, I've got, I've got so many things I can't. I want to plug. I can't tell you because I can't say the names of those things. It's, right? it's, it's really best that way. Leave us when we say you don't want to know. You're going to have to work hard to find us. All right, so I have an idea for the rest of the show. There's, what, 12 of us on here? 9, 10? 10. 10. 10 of us. And uh, obviously for everybody to do a recipe is, isn't going to work. But, you know, this is the holidays. Oh, yeah, you're breaking open the liquor, Richard? Okay, I'm going to get my... Yeah, Richard's <laughs> breaking out the scotch. Yeah. I got them all back here. Let me get this open. Got a there toast, you go. Richard. Cheers. So I would like everybody to give their favorite uh, keto or fasting tip for the holidays or not for the holidays. Just a, just a tip. Just a, a, a quick one. 
who wants to start? I'll start. Okay. <laughs> so for me, uh, so I'm Italian, so whatever Christmas dinner brings, it also brings pans of lasagna, which is tricky now because, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to do. But I switched it up a little bit, keeping the essence uh, the same. With I make chicken parmesan, and it's like loved. It's changed the face of, of Costa Rica. And basically, <laughs> I won't give you the whole recipe, but it's just I bread it in parmesan cheese and pork rinds. And mm. Pork rinds. Yeah, who, who can go? Well, I'm not like Brenda Zorn pork rind lover. Like, <laughs> I'm not that level. You don't put it in your pancakes. I won't actually yeah, you don't make pancakes. Okay. Oh my God. Where can people <laughs> find your recipe? Um, they can find it actually on our show. I don't know okay. which show okay. we did it on, but um, I can let you know, and you can put it in in the yeah, we'll information down below. Fantastic. Cool. Great. <laughs> Who's next? I'll go. Okay. Uh, and uh, you would think that I would do a fasting one. But you know what I'm going to do? This is a holiday, right? And one yeah. of the things that I found when I deal with a lot of my clients, I, I, I'm not kidding. Half of them ask if they can have wine. And they're, mm. they're sad because they think they're going to have to give up wine because they're wanting to, uh, you know, do, uh, adopt a low-carb diet. Uh, and mm -hmm. so I have found the lowest carb, best tasting thing out there. I don't know much about wine, but there's something called a Malbec. And these are made in Argentina. And most yeah. of these three-quarter liter bottles have only two to four grams of sugar in them. So mm. that's what I'm drinking right now. Cheers, Richard. Get yourself a Malbec. Oh, and LCBO, uh, uh, the um, Licensing Control Board of Ontario. LCBO.com, you can check carb content of wine. Enjoy your wine. That's very, very good. And Malbec goes very nicely with steak. Oh, gosh, yes. Just saying. Beef. It's a big, big wine. Stands up to uh, steakies. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually going to go next because before I forget, this is a very simple tip and it works really well. If, uh, you know, we all make chicken parm with pork rinds or whatever. We have... We have sauces that we use, tomato sauce. Rouse marinara, for example, seems to be a staple among all of us uh, in, because it's only free. I make my own, Carl. Well, so okay. I don't do that. Also, it's not available in Costa Rica. Uh, so okay. now I make my own. <laughs> all right. So if you make your own or you use rouse, it's three or four grams of carbs per half cup. Here's the tip. Before you serve it, you um, add 100%. In other words, if you have a half a cup of sauce, you add a half a cup of butter. Oh, right. perfect. Of course you do. <laughs> I, I also add tarragon to it because that just makes it nice and lovely and meaty. Oh, but wow. What, what happens here is a couple of things. First of all, you make it rich, so it tastes delicious. You also cut it by half, so you're cutting the carb content in half. But because it's so rich, you don't tend to eat as much Absolutely. of it. Like you don't, That's brilliant. You don't smother your chicken in it. You just sort of spread it on like a, like a sauce or, or an aioli or something. And the flavor is just as good. It's, it's better because, it, of course, butter makes everything better. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a keto meetup at RD86 last night and about 30 people came. And uh, he had a chipino on the menu. And he's got a keto menu now, so you can just go and ask for the keto menu. So his chipino is a tomato paste-based, fish stock-based sauce. And I basically told him, yeah, cut it with butter like this. He goes, boom, done. And it, <laughs> it was so effing good. So Essen, there's my holiday yeah. tip. That's awesome. Yum. Add butter. All right, who's next? I'll go. Hi, Mark. Uh, this thing has changed our life. It's a uh, it's an instant ice cream maker 
that you put in the freezer, and it's it's it basically is designed to give you rolled ice cream. But from a keto perspective, it's perfect because uh, sometimes you're in the mood for ice cream, especially like as the holidays are coming up, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and you can t pull this out and have ice cream in about five minutes. And you can we've experimented with lots of different flavors. We've we've done some. Uh, ice cream recipes on our show, uh, Keto Families. So uh, so I love it. Uh, the one we've got is uh, Chef and Sweet Spot, kind of a weird name, uh, but, uh, but we really love it. How does it work? So it's super cold. You uh, make up your, uh, you, you, you mix up your, your heavy cream, your, uh, your sweetener, and, uh, and whatever else you're going to add in. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's, you're going to add anything chunky, do it at the end. Okay. And then you pour, you pour on about, uh, about three quarters, a half a cup, I think, of, of uh, the cream into the, the pan. And you just use these paddles to kind of scrape it. And you're essentially, it's like, it's like cooking, but you're pulling heat out of the, uh, out of the item, you know, whatever you're putting on there. So it's like, just like in a frying pan, the heat is, you, you, you want to flip what you're cooking so that the heat, you know. So it's flat like a tray? All sides. Yeah, it's, it's flat, flat like, a, like tray. a tray. If you've seen the people who make those ice cream rolls, like in carnivals and stuff, and they, and they take the scoops and they get it ready. And then they flatten it out and roll it up and they give you an ice cream roll. It's for doing that. Oh. But what it really does is make instant ice cream that you put in your own ingredients with. So it's, it is really delicious. Hmm. And I would say like, yeah, like probably about month, once a month we're like, God, you know what we really need? You know what we're really missing in our lives right now? <laughs> wow. And then you have it instantly. So it is a game yeah. changer. It's really good. And we've made, we've made keto cookies and cream ice cream. We've made keto chocolate chip mint ice cream. Uh, wow. And we've done vanillas. We've made a, we've made a keto three-layer ice cream cake. I think oh, yes, for your are. daughter, Carl, for Emmy's yeah. birthday, yeah. Oh yeah. Mark went to town and made this crazy three-layer um, oh, ice cream I, I cake. I saw pictures of that. Yeah, so that's what you used. Yes. Yeah, so we had to, and to do that, we had to build that over the course of two days because this makes essentially a couple servings mm. of ice cream mm. before it warms up and then you have to put it back in the fridge for about eight hours to get it to where it's back to making it again. So I, a few days in advance, we, we prepped it by making the different flavors that were going to be on Emmy's cake. Um, so if you're yeah, making it in a lot of it, not so instant. Right. No. It's not instant for a lot, but if it's, you know, you're going to feed like a couple people, yeah. Uh, right. yeah. like, like I would say between two and six, you can do that in one setting on it. Well, what does the ice cream princess think about that, Carrie? I, I think it, it may be wise for me to say no comment at this point. Ah, she's a purist. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good. I know. Do you have a, a, a recipe tip or a foodie tip? Me? I do. I do. Um, for Christmas, my one of my things I love to do is change up your cheese. Um, and by that, I mean a, a lot, I think a lot of keto people just really focus on, you know, cheddar and mozzarella and cream cheese, the plain cheeses. Yeah. But one of the things that makes my keto life a lot more exciting, actually year round, but, but particularly at Christmas, is I like to go and get things like Sage Derby. Sage Derby is one mm. of my favorite cheeses. Has um, It's a f hard cheese like... Uh, cheddar but it has it's milder and it has ribbons of sage running through it 
dill Havarti. Yeah. Um, there's also some, so you can get things like blueberry goat cheese, um, which for the amount you don't eat very much, you just eat a little slice of it. I'll eat a little slice of that as dessert. And of course, you know, there's a, there's half a carb in the amount of blueberries yeah. you have around it. Um, there's a whole bunch of herb cheeses out there. Also smoked cheese. I love smoked cheese. So, and I particularly love, there's some cheeses that I will only eat at Christmas because that's just one of the things that makes Christmas special for me, particularly on keto, is that I'll go to town and I'll buy, you know, a few little pieces of all these different flavored, if you like, or, or ribboned cheeses and and that makes keto a lot more exciting. So if you haven't dabbled in 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 funky European cheeses, then this is a good time. And you can go to, you know, even Trader Joe's now has a much bigger variety of strange European cheeses and herby things. And so go, it's really fun. Have you been to a fromage in Old Saybrook? Oh, yeah. I haven't, but there is a, there's a, a place called, and you may not, we have to go, Carl, um, the cheese shop in Centerville. Yeah, we're going to have a come to cheeses meeting. Just yeah. outside of Essex. Um, and um, yeah, they too. And they'll sample. And I've got some Austrian Tilsit that I got from there. Oh. And so, yeah. It's Christmas, so change up so your cheese. Yeah, it's Christmas. So we're going to sing, you know, praises to baby cheeses. And uh, <laughs> all right, I'm done with that pun. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, change up your cheese. That That's go, go find some exciting cheese. Awesome. Love it. Who's next? Brandon. Put salt on your meat. Next. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, my my food tip is really more of a holiday tip, and it is a it is a, a social insulating tip, and that is um, pick your battles and don't engage with people who are not prepared to hear this information. Mm. What do you mean by that, Brandon? <laughs> people who are are stuck in old information that is more propaganda than it is science. Um, save yourself the emotional energy. Yeah. Do what's right for you. Understand that this is your lifestyle, uh, and and don't just just don't engage with the people who it's not worth your mental energy and your emotional distress to have a, a, a science right. arguing match over the holidays. When you're around family, when you're around friends, when you're around extended family, there are going to be people who are going to judge you. There are going to be people who don't understand. There are going to be people who are upset or frustrated, and most of them are truly concerned for you. They're not doing it because they don't want to support you. They're mm. doing it because they don't have the information that you do. So don't hold that against them mm -hmm. and, and just don't allow it to turn into a point of dissonance. Say, thank you for sharing your opinion. I really appreciate your concern. I'll take it under consideration and then ignore them completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good tip. I mean, holidays are hard. And one of the things that I really take away from Megan, and I don't know if she's going to if this is going to be your tip, Megan, but one thing that you said on the Obesity Code podcast and, and, yeah, and on Facebook and everywhere in person is that holidays are for living. And, you know, you be with your family, be with your friends. You know, if you, if you have to uh, or you feel like you're going to indulge a little bit, you know, this is probably the time to do it. You're fat adapted. You're going to get right back on the horse. Don't beat yourself up, right? 
Yeah, Carl. <laughs> on that note, I was going to ask to go next because I have half a cow at the top of the stairs waiting to come downstairs to be put in the freezer. Half a cow? Half a cow. We bought a house nice. and the first thing my husband did was buy half a cow and the second thing was a big freezer. So, <laughs> wow. so we'll be feasting uh, this holiday. I had to buy him a smoker for Christmas so he could cook the damn thing. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but holidays, Carl's absolutely right. You know, um, my one suggestion uh though is you know if you are going to have some carbs just to save them to the end of your meal um i love my mother's roasted potatoes they are my achilles tendon um i've always been a salty savory person rather than a sweet person and i she hated making them because they were so much work um so she'd only make them for holidays and i would just go crazy my my first christmas where i had gone low carb and keto i'm like it's christmas i'm gonna indulge it's one day i've got this great fasting tool i can do in the next couple of days and so i started off with the potatoes and i think i ate like a dozen of them it was really ridiculous um (laughs) so now i take the potatoes and i put them on my plate but I eat them last. Yeah. And by the time I get to them, I'm pretty full already. I'm starting to eat, sati- I'm, I'm pretty satiated. I'm only going to eat a few of those potatoes. Um, so that makes a big difference. Uh, so I recommend set yourself up right. If you eat all of the fat and all of the good protein and all of the good non-starchy fiber, that's going to have a huge difference on how you hormonally respond to the, the carbs when you consume them. Right. If you eat the potatoes first, instantly your sugar is going to spike, your insulin is going to surge, and you're going to be like an out-of-control animal at the <laughs> Christmas table. <laughs> but if you say them for last, it has a, has a really different um, impact on your body. So I, I definitely love my mom's potatoes, but I eat them, I eat them last. Um, so that's just my one tip about eating carbs on the holidays. But yeah, you're, you're human and you know, ev- you're surrounded by these carbs. There's traditions with food. I definitely don't want to kill anybody's traditions with food. If you can make healthier options, absolutely. But if you can't, just save them till you've eat, uh, till after you've eaten all the other good, fatty, um, healthy, yummy foods. Great, great tip. Yeah. Uh, Louise? Yeah, I um, it will be actually, it's it's almost like Louise's little world mini, mini tour at the moment. So I'm currently living and working in the UK, but I'm actually in Belgium at the moment and we popped over to France um, this morning. So, um, and I'll be home in Australia on Wednesday. So um, my, my top tip is to basically, if you know that you're going to be spending time with family, is bring keto food with you or bring keto options with you. Um, so we'll be actually holiday with family and um, so there'll be about 30, 35 people there. And I know that there'll be, there was a call for to bring dishes for um, a, the catch-up family um, on Christmas Day. So um, I was lucky enough to, on the Black Friday sales, is actually I finally bought myself an Instant Pot Mm-hmm. And um, I will be bringing um, the cheesecake. So I know that this is a, oh, um, a yes. keto-friendly, keto-friendly cheesecake, and um, I love my 
um, my recipe with the Polish recipe with the mascarpone and um, so I really add um, lots of fat and I obviously use the, um, the xylitol in there. So I know that um, I have at least one keto-friendly option and um, and usually my family are low-carb-ish and um, so they don't necessarily all go keto but they have lots of um, other low-carb options and um, yeah, definitely bring BYO your own food. So, yeah. I made that for Carl's wedding. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. right. And Louise made it at Keto Fest. Yes, love my love my um, my Polish cheesecake recipe. So um, it's a bit of a family family favorite. So um, that's that's my top tip. That is awesome. Okay, who hasn't gone? Daisy, Richard. Daisy. Yeah, I'll go. I have a warning. I thought I would follow on from the tradition I started last year with a KKB post. You might remember from last year. I told the funny story of Lish's spicy stuffed panties. Well, this year, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd draw from KKB again with another story. I'm sorry. Did you just say what I think you said? I was thinking the same thing, Carl. You've forgotten, haven't you? You forgot. You're going to have to go back and listen to last year's show to remind yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was on there. <laughs> this is a warning story about coconut oil from oh. Holly Lynn Blake. So I'm reading this out. This is a post she put on that I asked her if I could share. And uh, yeah, she was happy for me to do so. Well, it all started with a shower. Or was it a bath? I don't know. Facebook will remind me of the event, I'm sure, one of these days. I'd moved into a new apartment and there were two windows directly across from the bathroom. When the kids were not home, I would leave the bathroom door open because the steam built up so quickly in there and it would grow mold. Anyway, I think it was a bath I'd put the oil in. I'd noticed that the shower curtain was not on the ring while in there. So when I got done, I decided in my infinite wisdom to stand on the edge of the tub and put the offending ring back onto the shower curtain. Oh, and that's called foreshadowing, kids. (laughs) The coconut oil did its job and I slipped off the edge of the tub with the shower curtain and shower rod and firmly landed on my face on the floor in the bathroom. It gets better. (laughs) I stood up and the UPS man was standing outside my window on my neighbor's doorstep. Ah. Poor guy got a full view. (laughs) (laughs) After that, the blinds never opened on that side unless there was no chance I was showering that day. So there you go. Be careful what you do with coconut oil. (laughs) That's dangerous. Thanks, Holly, for letting me share that story. <laughs> when we used to live in Connecticut, Carl, we used to get a lot of complaints from the post office that they kept getting full views whenever I would step outside uh, <laughs> completely naked. Fully dressed. <laughs> fully dressed. I mean, right. Fully dressed. That's right. They were just like, please keep that indoors. Allegedly. Allegedly. And of course, there's your neighbor, Gladys. Well, right. We won't talk Don't about her. Gladys. Gladys. <laughs> Calm down. All right. Will you so, put some pants on? Richard I believe it's your turn so this is going to be probably my last recipe for a while so uh, I'm going to do a recipe that I ate tonight for dinner Um, and it's also a technique and the recipe was actually something I found on allrecipes.com and it's keto pork belly cracklings and it really Mm. only has it has three ingredients (laughs) one of them you could probably guess is pork belly one of them is water and the other is Cajun spices. Mm. So you might think to yourself, hmm, 
you know, how, <laughs> how can I make a, a meal out of that? Well, basically the trick is you get a five-quart pot, get it on the stove, and you put about a quarter of water in there. And you add the Cajun spices to it, and you get it into a rolling boil. And then you cut your pork belly, you remove all of the ribs and cut the pork belly into three-quarter inch cubes, and throw that into the into the pot of boiling water and now what you want to do is you want to cook it until that water all reduces out meanwhile what is going to happen is the fat is going to render out of that pork belly and the 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 recipe on allrecipes.com basically refer to essentially you you cook your pork bellies and then you eat the pork bellies and you throw away all that fat (laughs) okay It, it, you no, know. no, no, no. No. Why would you do that? Okay, what are so you here's, doing? The, here's what you do. And it, it, seriously, Jules and I both said at the end of eating this meal, this may be the greatest keto meal we've ever eaten. Ooh. So, what you do is you make some chicken stock beforehand. And make chicken stock with chicken. I've done a recipe before on, on Two Keto Dudes uh, with uh, using uh, chicken wings in an instant pot to make a really unctuous, gelatinous uh, uh, chicken stock. So what you do with this fat, you've got this this pot on the stove, you've taken all of the pork belly out of it, and you put, you know, it's got Cajun spices, it's got oil in it. And what I want you to do is I want you to take that pot and add some chicken stock to the pot to pull all the fond off the bottom of the pot. Now, the fond mm-hmm. is the, the the sticky bits that are stuck to the bottom of the pot. That's where all the flavour is. Yeah. Okay. And you can, into that, you can add, say, some uh, shallots, cut, chop some shallots or put some uh, bell peppers in. That's what we did today. And uh, what turn the pot off so it's no longer cooking and it's going to be reducing in temperature. But it's going to pull all that, that stock, essentially water in the stock, is going to pull all the fond off the bottom of the pan. Mm-hmm. And now you have, you have water and fat. And as you know, water and fat don't combine. Right. So I want you to reduce the temperature of this by letting it sit for maybe 20, 30 minutes. And then put it into a magic bullet or some other kind of blender. And add a tablespoon of cream cheese, Philadelphia cream cheese. Now, I've spoken about this technique It'll before. It'll emulsify. It emulsifies because it carries sodium tricitrate in it, and yep. that's how they that's how they turn um, that's how they basically emulsify the water and the fats in the cheese. So you add this, and it makes a sauce. It's almost like butter chicken sauce. It mm. is incredible, and it's mostly <laughs> fat. You know, it's in t- so when you go to your family's Christmas do. Take a pot of this sauce, and then, and then, and then, and and guard it carefully, and put it on everything. Yeah, put it, put it on everything because it is awesome. So anyway, that's my recipe, wow. and I put a link to the uh, keto pork belly cracklings in the show notes. Fantastic! Wow. Well, we know we sprung uh, a big surprise on you, and I know you're all curious to hear what next week has in store for the Two Keto Dudes podcast, so you're going to have to tune in. That's all there is to it, and definitely go to suggest.2keto.com, fill out the form, let us know what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, and uh, Carrie and I will be back next week. Woohoo! Woohoo! Exciting! Great job! Happy holidays, everybody! Yeah, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Keto lovelies. All right, we'll see you next time (laughs) on Two Keto Dudes. Dudes.